So is this a short week? Like, for pod or no? Is it, Like, how long do you reckon this pod's going to be? Oh, it'll be like a regular length pod. Whoa, we must yeah. have been very chatty for the three days we were together this we week. We were. We had a lot to catch up on. It had been weeks since yeah. we had had a show together. There was a pod that, like, never made it out of the can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we did, and I'm so glad that that actually never went to air or to pod land. Yeah. Because I think I said things that I shouldn't have been saying. In the intro. Okay. I like, had regrets about like I was spilling secrets and guts. Oh, you were. Yes. So we'll just keep that quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. That's very true. And I remember, remember that now. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, even like while I was saying it, I was like, I should stop talking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I was prying at you though, asking what you were up to. And you know, it's something about, I think your eyes... Your steely gray shark eyes <laughs> just dig into me, and I was like, "Whatever you ask, I Whatever must tell you." Whatever you say, you are hypnotizing me. <laughs> okay, <sighs> yes, master. But uh, we're both Dangerous. returning from a bunch of long vacation, um, which is good. I hope you had a fun time vacationing. Did you? I mean, it wasn't like I, it wasn't off that long. I was covering for you most of it. Oh yeah, I was right. only off for two days. Um, do yeah. you feel like summer's winding down, though? Do you have, oh. like, this morning even when I was walking in, I was like, glad I wore a sweater today. For sure. I don't want all the hassle of going out and being social on the beach and jumping into <laughs> lakes with friends. I don't want that hassle. All I want to do is cozy up and watch shows now with my cat. <laughs> so I know that's all you want to ever do. Yeah. I have to say that, like, almost of what I did with my vacation was jump into water. And it's my favorite activity in the whole wide world. And I got to say, I have been across this country, Jen, and swam in swimming holes as far as the eye can see. And still, I've yet to find places that are as good as on Vancouver Island. Wow. Like, the two places, my absolute two favorite places are the potholes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that place is like, what did we carve this out of a fantasy novel? Yeah, that's beautiful there. It's insane how good the potholes are. And then the quarry. Have you been up to the Shawnigan Lake Quarry? Not yet. Um, it is the most phenomenal place I've ever swam, I think. Wow. It's beautiful. It's Quarries are good no matter what because the water is always so pristine and filtered. And mm-hmm. I, I just love that nice, clean feeling that you get jumping into a quarry. And then, you know, it's like usually they're in very kind of industrial places. So there's not much around them. But that one is in the middle of like that Shawnigan Lake wilderness. Oh. It's so great. And do you know about the quarry that crayfish live there? Oh, really? Those yeah. are cool. Those are really though. cool. Looking, looking scared. Yeah, they look like little miniature lobsters, yeah. and they will pinch you and bite you. Really? Ow! Yeah. Ow! <laughs> yeah, but I like them. So. Yeah, they're cute. But, um, okay, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. This summer I've been reading a lot, and I like doing it at the beach. Yeah. And I like that I'm reading, but now that I can't just read the beach because I'll be like, I'll be in a torrential downpour all through the fall and winter, mm-hmm. where should I read? Read in your car on the lookout. Yeah? Yeah, like go to Esquimalt Lagoon or something and park your car and have a read there. Yeah, interesting. I see people doing that sometimes, but I often think like, are you weird? I do that and I am weird. You do that? Well, I don't read in my car, but I get takeout (laughs) and I sit and sit at the lagoon, but in my car. Really? Yeah, it's a nice little thing to do. And you're having contact? Oh, date night. Yeah. Right. Like, we're too lazy to actually go in and deal with public at a restaurant. Right. So let's just make our own little restaurant in the car and have a nice little view. I uh, knew a guy who, this is a true story, he liked to do math. Hmm? 
like legitimately like, he liked to do math. He would set himself out very, very, very complicated math problems, okay? And then he would go and do them. So he, like, this, he's a retired for guy. Fun. He just loved, yeah, for fun. But he loved to keep his mind active in this way where he did math. So him. he would often do it in his house, but um, sometimes he would go and do that. And one time he was doing it on a residential street, and the cops got called on him. And a policeman came to the side of his car and was just like, what are you doing in there? Do you live here? Are you casing the joint? <gasps> what are you up to? Yeah. And he was like, I'm doing math. And he was like, come with me. <laughs> no one likes to do math for fun. Yeah. At that point, too, as a cop, I think I would be, like, reaching for my holster. Yeah. Like, what kind of math, terrorist? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you planning? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, crazy. Okay, I'll give that a try, too. Okay. Right on. And I'll give uh, being a creeper in my car a reading. So much fun. Yeah. Huh? All right. Well, enjoy the pod. Thanks for listening. Here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. Next on the city's to-do repair list is the Point Ellis Bridge, also known as the Bay Street Bridge. Yeah, and, you know, we as a city and a community, I feel like with the whole Johnson Street Bridge thing, have really learned a lot about what it is to uh, repair versus put up a new bridge. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to right now extend what we feel today on the Afternoon Zone is good advice on building a bridge. Okay, so first thing you want to do is roll out half of your dough and line your dish with it. Yes, cut the dough into even strips about a half to three quarters of an inch wide, depending on how thick you want your lattice strips. And then you want to fill your pie shell with the pie filling. Place one long strip of dough perpendicular to the parallel strips. Mm And uh, now take the parallel strips uh, that are running underneath the perpendicular strip and then fold them back over the perpendicular strip. And then just continue that process until the weave is complete over the top of the pie. And then you just want to trim the edges, flush with the dough of the underlying pie dish, and then it's good to go right into the oven. Yeah, that's really nice. Oh, that's how you build a that's bridge. That's how you wait. No way. That's how you. Oh shit. That's how you build oh, that's our pie, pie, pie recipe. Pie making recipe. That's Shoot. my grandma's old recipe. So. Ah, dang. All right, maybe next time. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and reunited, and it feels so, so good. Jenny West. Hi. We both decided to celebrate being back together for the first time in like a f- two weeks yeah. by not wearing deodorant today. Yeah, what a fun <laughs> treat for everyone. Forgot. Yeah, we We're are united. United in that way. It's <laughs> like soulmates who just at the oh. same time forgot this morning. And it's you're- amazing how sour I got so quick. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the smoke. Who knows? I think. Yeah, I think it's the smoke. Okay, we'll blame it's it on mixed that. Mixed in with it's your body chemistry. My chemistry. And uh, probably it's a poly cotton blend you're wearing right now. Okay, yeah. That, that makes it worse. It. That makes it worse. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're back. Tell me about your adventure. You had so much adventure this past long weekend. Yeah, it was so fun. So it was my first time up in Salmon Arm. Uh, My good friend is from there. And uh, they do the Roots and Blues Festival every year. And I was blown away by this festival. Well, first of all, it starts really early. You get there at 10 o'clock. You set up your blanket, which I love that. You can Mm. claim dibs to a spot, and it's there the entire day. No one's going to steal your stuff. It's great. You just claim dibs. There's stages everywhere. But yeah, you're out in the in the smoke, and it's heavy smoke there yeah, too, like right. kind of darker skies and everything. Spooky. So from ten until midnight, you're in the smoke. But uh, you said you were like coughing and sneezing up black. Black, yeah. So I would I would arm. blow my nose, and it would just be black. Gross. Yeah, I mean that's probably a collection of the dust as well, but a lot of it was smoke for sure. And you can yeah. tell my voice is like 
that's from screaming as well, but also smoke, I would think. I yeah. got a cough now all of a sudden. Wow. Anyway, um, the festival was so cool. And what I loved so much about it is these workshops that they did. So all of the artists that played on stage also were involved in workshops. So they would get joined together by other um, bands. So say a Mexican band and a band from Sweden and uh, a local band would all come together on stage. They'd start the show off by saying, okay, this is uh, a song in the key of E. Everyone ready? And they just improvise. And it was so cool. And they did these throughout the day, like all the time on different stages. And I think that was truly amazing to see musicians at work. And it's really a festival for the music. And yeah, it was so cool. I'm going to go every year now. That's so cool. If you ever get a chance, go up to Salmon Arm for this festival. It's really cool. It's like a skill that is... I think kind of unique to uh, jazz and blues musicians, but they mm-hmm. really learn how to just like noodle and improvise on yeah. their instruments. And that to make that sound good is an incredible skill. And the blending of genres too, mm. and people not even meeting each other until yeah. they got on stage with each other. I just thought it was so cool and like such a like a community based thing. And everyone there was just loving it. And yeah, it was great. That's so good. Yeah. Um, are you were partying a little bit too with people who actually work for BC Wildfire? I want to talk to you more about that later in yes. the show because. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. You know, I was up island too, and it's like just a little bit of a degree here, but right. further up island, worse and worse, and certainly where you were in Salmon Arm. Yeah, Kamloops is one of the fire centers, right? That yeah. is the fire center, so um, a lot of people working through there. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll uh, chat with you more about that, but mm. great. So good to be back together. Yay! So uh, this past weekend, I was up in Salmon Arm, and uh, a lot of the people who were deployed to the Kamloops Fire Center were also um, at the end of their deployment went to the Roots and Blues Festival and I got to chat with a lot of people who were there including one of my really good friends who got deployed and uh, was working in the communications section of mm. of uh, BC Wildfire and I was just amazed um, to see well we'll hear about their stories and how much work they put into putting out those fires in BC but what I was really just saddened about was uh, the fact that they're just getting destroyed by the public and like what? to go home after, after you know, working hours and hours trying to contain these fires and really save lives. They're the ones who are actually putting in the work and doing all the work. And then to mm. come home and go on social media and just see the BC Wildfire Facebook page just like tear them apart. And when you know they're doing good and they're saving puppies and yeah. and trying to get people evacuated, that people are spinning it and turning it on them like they are the villain, which just makes me so sad because yeah. uh, that could really be you know. It, the least you could do is just give them a thank you. Yeah. You know, why would you want to continue that job if you're just going to constantly be pounded to the ground by the public? Um, so, like, what kind of things were people saying? Like people go online and chirp firefighters. Like, yeah. how did they come this far? I don't want to spread it too much, but yeah. you know, you can go on BC Wildfire and check it out. It's an explosion of uh, of just negative comments, and really, they should be flooded with positive comments and yeah. and be given huge thank yous and some positive reinforcement because that's the least we can do. Sitting here in a studio in in uh, Victoria, not really being too affected other than the, by the yeah. smoke. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe that you know. And this is another negative thing that I think about every day with the way that social media has turned mm-hmm. us all into. Apparently, just everyone's an expert now. Yeah, Every, everyone's an expert. And then when you get to bang out on a keyboard, the thoughts you have in your own brain, whether or not they are based on anything in reality, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, from an expert opinion. And then you see that in print on a screen with as much validity as anything that someone, say, who does work for BC Wildfire yeah. would say. Then you, you get all this horrible information getting spread around. Exactly. And that's like, 
that that's that's a very specific example of it, but mm-hmm. we see it across all types of you know social spectrums. Mm-hmm. So maybe like today, if you have a chance, give them a nice message. It's a nice thank you or something like that for putting in that work and yeah, yeah my, my thank you to everyone who works at BC Wildfire and volunteers at BC Wildfire and puts their lives mm-hmm. in risk to save people because yeah it's, it's they're heroes really the uh, greatest <laughs> meme thing that's going on in Victoria right now is this Victoria Bar memes on Instagram <laughs> it is so funny are oh, you following yeah, it? oh yeah we like we've had two separate meetings where it came up in the last week mm-hmm. here at the, at the radio station. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it gets pretty... Yeah. What? I'm just on. glad I'm not certain people because they're getting attacked on it. <laughs> but all in kind of a good fun. I think so, but I don't know how they think of it. Well... I hope everyone's taking it as a lighthearted fun joke. It's pretty lighthearted it's, and fun, mostly. It's really good. A lot of it's them are really, really good. It's really funny. But like... Like... Space Boots, they put up like a Space Boots starter pack meme that was really funny. It's talking about like just like never wearing shirts and 52 person guest list and stuff like that, right? Um, (laughs) Playing music just to get girls, that kind Mm. of thing, right? Like, and I saw the guys in Space Boots. I saw Derek from Space Boots. He commented on it. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, I know. It's like it is attacking people in our community. All the bars, all the bands, all people. Yeah. With some pretty but righteous it, burns. It, they're, yeah, some of them I'm like, wow, that's very true. I never noticed that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go check it out. See if it's your thing. I think it's, I think it's really funny. It's yeah. easily as good and funny as the BC Ferry memes. It's just like mm. they are just like coming, like it's like a lot of memes. are plowing them out. Yeah, this is like a full-time job for them. Writing jokes and making up, <laughs> spending all the time on Photoshop. Yeah. Whoever's doing it, I hope you're... I hope you're happy doing it. I hope, you're <laughs> I hope it's good. I hope it's not too much work. <laughs> When's the current swell meme coming to? Oh, yeah. Anytime I hope we get a meme about us. <laughs> no. They look like a couple of dorks. Today on the Afternoon Zone, thanks to some successful lobbying from PETA, the animals on the cover of the Animal Crackers boxes will no longer appear to be in cages. Well, good job, PETA. Well, you did a you did a really good job, Peta. Now we have free animal crackers. The animals are no longer struggling in that cartoon design on a box, Peta. What's next? Changing the the animal crackers into veggie crackers like shapes of trees and stuff instead of lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> good job, Peta. <laughs> So I'm off the hop there, Jen. We were talking about, uh, and this was a true story, but in the news, they uh, actually did change the box of animal crackers. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, PETA has done good work here by um, releasing the animals, the cartoon animals from their cages. Mm -hmm. That's a legit thing. And I think their argument was that uh, if you you saw the animals in the cages, the implication was that they were being shipped off to perform in a circus. Circus animals are often mistreated, so it's better to reflect what's really happening in life, which is fewer animals are being... Being uh, treated poorly in circuses these days and less and less all the time, which is great. And so now the animals roam free on the box. And that is, yeah, we don't want that to be seen as acceptable, right? As animals animals in cages. cages. It's weird to me now. I never thought about it in that way. And I, yeah, I was 
But just the thought of, like, release, I just see this picture of, like, release the cartoons, you know? Like, <laughs> know. Release the animals. But, no, I get I get exactly why they decided to do that. It makes sense. Also, that company, too, has done some amazing work in the past, giving a whole bunch of money and proceeds to different, like, wildlife funds what, um, in the, the 90s. Cracker company? Animal Cracker, cracker can't Company. Yeah. They do they do uh, good things for the for animals, which is good. Um, number one, it is weird to me again that the animals were ever in cages. That seems like a weird thing to put on a box. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, um, number two, they're not even called animal crackers no more, right? It's like it says Barnum's animals because they're clearly not crackers at all. But you can't just change them to animal cookies. They uh, are animal cookies. What says crackers on there? Does it say crackers? Yeah. Those. Are, okay. Then this brings me to my point: okay. is that my initial joke when we were talking about it on the intro was uh, that they've done this, they've redesigned their box. Maybe next up they can redesign their cracker, which is a garbage cracker. I love animal crackers. Why? I think they're delicious. Why? They're so good. They remind me of childhood. Maybe. They're they're cute and sweet. They're cute. Okay, I'll and give you the cute. And they're great snacks. They're not. They're not delicious. If they're you're dry thinking, and if, crummy. Mm, if you're thinking them like of them as a cookie, they're not good. But Which if you think of them as a cracker, you're like, wow, this is a sweet, delicious cracker. No, they're a failure as a cracker, and they're terrible as a cookie. Oh, I don't know, Paul. And the worst part is that because they're so dry, you want to... If they were dippable in coffee, that would be fine, but they're too small. You're going to dip your hands into the coffee as well. Well, you're not supposed to dip them in coffee. They're for children, Paul. Children don't drink coffee. It stunts their growth. Yep. <laughs> Very few people are agreeing with Paul that they are bad. Okay, let me just read you some of the ones that are saying they are bad. Okay. Uh, Sierra says, uh, vanilla-flavored sand would be a much tastier treat than <laughs> animal crackers. They do kind of turn into <laughs> dust in your mouth. But that's you. what I like about them. I agree. Do you have one that you like over there? Um, this one says, animal crackers, yum. Pop a few choco chips in your mouth along with animal crackers. Chew, enjoy, repeat. Okay. You're getting a lot of messages like this that are like, oh, yeah, just scoop them in yogurt or mix them in with something else and do a thing like that and mm. dip them. Okay, if you have to do those things to make them edible, then they're hey, no good. No, they're fine on their own, too. Morgan writes, animal crackers are gross. Teddy Grahams are far superior. Correct, Morgan. Thank you. I, I do agree that Teddy Grahams are better than yes. animal crackers, mm -hmm. but I'm still for animal crackers. Uh, this one says animal crackers 8++. Have you ever had Annie's animal crackers, Paul? Because they are the most flavorful and fun crackers around. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Also, who the heck dips them in coffee? No one. No one. Okay, I'll try the Annie's. I can't imagine they're that much better. You know, dipping a cookie in a coffee is a delicious thing. But that's not what they're for. And then you know what you and I did both agree upon, Jenny? What's that? Is that right now? WestJet serves these little biscotti cookies. Ooh. They're so good. They're so good. And I was dipping mine in coffee. Were you? Oh, no. I didn't get a coffee. They didn't offer any. Oh. It was a very short flight. Oh. See, you dip them in the coffee, and they're, like, even better. Oh, that sounds really good. So good. Okay, we can agree on that. Uh, well, let's put it to bed, Jen, that uh, the owners are pro-animal crackers. Okay. Congratulations, everyone. Oh, that's an eye roll. Congratulations, Jennifer. I think that if animal crackers were a little bit bigger, like maybe like if it was the like volume of four animal crackers in one, and then I could reasonably dunk it into coffee without scalding the tips of my fingers. Mm -hmm. I would be more with animal crackers. Really? So you like the taste. You like what they're about. Just you don't like the size of them. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Well, uh, it's all, all configures. And is that an arrowroot cookie that I'm just thinking of? Is that all an animal cracker is? It's just an arrowroot cookie that's in the shape of an animal. Maybe. What is that? You never had an arrowroot cookie? They're like for babies. They're like digestive cookies oh, for yeah. a baby when it's like uh, does its body doesn't work Those properly. Those are so yet. good. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Give me something with a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we live in a wonderful world of all this variety now. Yeah. Give me something with a coconut mm. is what I say. I'm just amazed how riled up you are about these animal crackers. <laughs> yeah, I'm easily riled. Yep. I read a story today about this uh, person who uh, stole from a church, and uh, how awful, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They stole from a church? How could they do that? Stole from anything would be bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Um, but I went and stole from a church, and it was a bunch of, like, uh, you know, churches these days, especially some of the big ones down in the States, they got a ton of uh, electrical equipment. Not that I'm going to give you any hot tips for heists to pull off. Oh. But if you're in these big churches, they got huge productions. It's like a concert in there. They got big screens. They got cameras and uh, gear and a lot right. of that stuff, right? Oh, okay. And I guess they just think, look, we're a church. Who's going to steal for us so they don't lock nothing? Yeah. This person went in there and stole a bunch of stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Not good. But get this. Mm. Wrote a note. <laughs> I guess they felt bad. Just, sorry about that, but I still did it anyway. Right. They... <laughs> Someone who, uh, I don't know, maybe was like raised up in some kind of way that they held on to the superstition that they were like, like, I'm a nefarious person. I'm stealing. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I was like, uh, I don't care about that. I need these things or I feel like I need the money enough that I'm, I'm desperate to these lengths to go and steal from somewhere, anywhere, even a church. Mm-hmm. But somehow there's that gnawing little thing in the back of their head that they thought, oh boy, I'm, I'm now concerned for my immortal soul. <laughs> I'm going to take a post-it and write, like, uh, sorry about this. Yeah. I don't feel as guilty now stealing all this stuff. Now that I wrote sorry. Yeah. 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 Wow, uh, what a story. I know, right? <laughs> it's, uh... And you know what? It doesn't just have to be a church. I just mm. think that, like, all thieves should write notes to each other. <laughs> and I sometimes want to write... Because my truck gets broken into mm, at least once a week, and I would like to write a note to whoever's breaking into it. You know what I mean? Open the lines of communication between the put upon, the like stolen from, and the stealers. Like I want to write a note just being like, there's nothing in here. There's never anything in here. Mm-hmm. Can you at least reclose the glove compartment? Yeah. Make sure my battery isn't drained when you leave your, my door ajar. One time my door was like straight up ajar, like it was a foot open, oh. wide open. I had been all night like Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I just want to open those lines of communication. <laughs> leave little notes. Hey, quit it. Hey, if I leave a toonie taped to the outside of the door, could you not go inside? How about just, can you please not steal my stuff? Go away. Well, then you're going to... It doesn't work. You're going to get targeted then at that point. Yeah. But just open those lines of communication. Communication is a key to any relationship, <laughs> even the <laughs> thief... And uh, victim, victim, yes. <laughs> on Twitter today, there was a guy and he, he did a live tweet about what's been happening um, with his Tinder match. Okay. Um, she told him to go to a place in the middle of Manhattan mm-hmm. and say, and it was supposed to be her friend's DJ set. So he meets her there and notices that it's just a whole bunch of dudes around the same age in the audience. Uh oh. And then the DJ set 
ends and he's still looking for her and sees her with two bouncers on either side and oh. a microphone in her hand. Oh, whoa. She gets on the stage and explains that they were all Tinder dates. Wow. And they were all told to come here. And she wanted to like make almost like a live bachelorette sort of thing happen. Yes. And she started explaining what she's looking for in a guy. What they're going to get out of the relationship, Whoa. everything about her, why she's the greatest, on a stage in the middle of a busy area in Manhattan. She set up herself a mass Tinder date. Yeah. Like, a, would she do it in speed date? I or, don't know. You're more familiar with The Bachelorette than I am, but yeah. is there a way to replicate that process? Could have been. Maybe there was a host. The guy left right after. <laughs> he took off. He was like... Oh, I don't want anything to do with her. <laughs> nope. Big old nope. Yeah. Um, but I guess a lot of people still were interested and were very excited about this idea. And I guess they competed for love. See, I think about this sometimes, too. If I was mm -hmm. one of the guys on The Bachelorette, I would hate it so much. I would be, feel so competitive and then so rejected and downtrodden when mm. she inevitably didn't pick me. Yeah. I would pour I my heart out and I was like, and then she's with some other dude ah. and that's on TV and they're going on dates and I'm so sad. Like That sounds like a nightmare to me. Totally. But in this case, I'd hang around. <laughs> you would? Yeah, yeah. At that point, I think that amount of competitiveness in me, I'd be like, okay, the game's afoot. <laughs> Let's it's do like this. A Tinder Hunger Games out there. Yeah. What the heck? I'll stand in line and... uh See how it goes. I'll yeah. wait my turn and see if my sparkly blue eyes and charming personality can make it, <laughs> can cut through on the other guys. But I, I certainly wouldn't want to be one of the guys because that's, I have to imagine, mm. a crowd of dudes like this. Mm. Yeah, almost half of them would go, this is stupid, and blow out of there. Yeah. I wouldn't be one of those guys. You wouldn't. Uh, I'd be curious to, uh, I, w I don't think I'd participate, but I'd step back and pretend I wasn't one of the Tinder matches and just watch it unfold. Interesting. Because I feel like there would be a lot of drama <laughs> excitement. Um, but the main thing that I thought of was like, what a great way to promote a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meet me at the show. Uh -huh. um, my, band, my band is playing. You should come. Check it out. And then fill an audience, you know, fill the whole venue up. Captive audience yeah. of a bunch of dudes who hopefully don't start punching each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hard story for motorcycle or scooter owners. Scooter owners. <laughs> what did I say? Scooter owners. owners. <laughs> scooter sweet. owners in Victoria. Mm. Um, they say that uh, thefts of motorcycles and scooters have gone up 30%. Oh, that's Yikes. brutal. I guess right now it's a very popular time to have your scooter on the road and your motorcycle out. It's beautiful. So, yeah. Well, uh, was beautiful. So people are leaving them out. Uh -huh. And <laughs> you don't really think about it, but it's true. It really only takes like a couple of people just to lift up a motorcycle even, mm -hmm. just pop it in the back of a truck, and away you go. Exactly. That's how they're saying it's getting stolen, um, or they're getting stolen. But uh, there are locks that you can buy for your um, your vehicles. Like you can get a little like like a bike lock kind of thing. Um, oh, if yeah. you have somewhere that you can lock it up to, they're saying that you should try that. Also, just keep an eye, like make sure it's a well-lit area and keep an eye on it. Right. We actually just got some security cameras at our place because we have a motorcycle. Yeah. And uh, apparently our our building is one of those places where everyone walks through. And there was this one guy just kept on looking at the bike intently, really? looking at all the specs. And then finally we confronted him and he's like, it's not, I'm allowed to walk here. It's a free world, man. And then got really aggressive and then left. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know what's neat about that? Checking it out. Or uh, what's interesting is that they don't, they don't know why it's gone up. This number, this 30% jump in thefts, they don't mm -hmm. know why that is. And they think that maybe it could be just like, 
one little, like, I don't know, it's like a, per, a couple of people mm-hmm. or like a little syndicate, like a, like a criminal syndicate who are targeting motorcycles and scooters. Mm-hmm. So maybe you had one of these nefarious people yeah. in your house. Yeah, my, I guess, yeah, just be extra careful about that. Be extra careful about that because, mm-hmm. well, you tell me, Jenny, yeah. I, I love my vehicles. I have vehicles, like cars, trucks. I love them, like the family members. But I think it's even more intense a love for motorcycle owners, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Owners going up to each other and be like, Oh yeah, I used to ride one of those back in the day. Like what's its specs, you know? Oh yeah. All these stories attached to it went across Canada and this one. And, yeah, right. Yeah, there's stories attached to it for sure. So if you love your baby, mm-hmm. lock it up. <laughs> not for humans, though. Oh, no? Does not go for humans. Well, lock your human babies up, <laughs> oh too, my gosh. right? It sounded so bad. <laughs> Paper Planes is by MIA in the Zone at 91.3. And I uh, chose that song to start today's afternoon zone off today because uh, that was the uh, final song that I heard as I left the Save On Foods Memorial Center last night as part of the Back to the 90s weekend. Oh, were they performing that song or was that just playing as you left? Great question, Thank Jenny. You. Because I don't know what was going on. I don't know In what the hell. Well, because you might be thinking, again, it was part of the show. That's almost part of the show. Vanilla Eyes had it on and then I think was like singing along to it or I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was just like bopping around the stage, but at some point, this was part of the show as I was leaving, and you might be thinking, that's odd, because that song came out in 2007, well past the 1990s. And I don't think Vanilla Ice was featured on there or anything. Had nothing to do with it, as far as I know. Okay. But that was part of the show. And that, to me, was the most confusing part of the show, is like, um, uh, Vanilla Ice... Let me, let me give you the rundown of the Vanilla Ice portion itself. Okay. He came out, and kind of, like, you know, to some fanfare, and all right, he's the main guy, and then kind of lol, and he did a thing. And then he played that uh, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go rap from Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Right. Which I loved. Cool. Brian Boitano and I were having a fun time dancing and singing along to that. Uh, then he lectured us oh. about how, you know, he did a very, like, Grandpa Vanilla Ice kids these days rant mm. for, had to have been 10 minutes, <laughs> or at least it felt certainly that long. You know, I was like, uh, talked about Fortnite and uh, mm. how whack in my day we would go to Blockbuster Video. There's a lot of that. Like, honestly, really it sounded like a grandpa. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's like, he, he uh, bad-mouthed Hulu. Of all the things. Hulu? Didn't like Hulu. What is Hulu? Like, Isn't that the... the streaming service. The, like, Netflix uh-huh. comparative, but no one really uses it? Yeah. It's, again, an odd choice uh, to bring up, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> uh, then I think then he brought a bunch of people on stage, which felt weird because then they were all like kind of taking selfies of, his, of each other. Mm. Um, and then he got around to Ice Ice Baby, mm-hmm. and then he kind of went into yeah, just playing music from the like the two thousands and kind of bopping along to it. Interesting, fun. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that show <laughs> last night, but yeah. all I've been hearing is just weird reviews of it. I hear that people had a lot of fun, danced, and they're like, "This is what we expected. Sure. It's great." It's like karaoke, whatever, and, and we're all dressed up, and it's a night out on a Wednesday. But then I was reading the Times Colonist today, and Mike Devlin, the um, the music writer yeah. for the, the paper, really just tore into that show, eh? Boy, did he. Oh, my gosh. There's some really good sentences that I wanted to share. Go on. Okay, so there was um, uh, singing, rapping. Freedom Williams did neither with any effectiveness. Instead, <laughs> he populated his verses with nonsense and talked of the cold temperature in Victoria. Uh-huh. His appearance was refund worthy. 
Yeah. There was a, a lot more. Oh, this one was. It was a clumsy marketing ploy, marketing ploy with a quartet of artists who, wait for it, each had their biggest hits in the 1980s, not in the 90s. Yeah. Fun. I thought, again, fun time, was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so much, but... I think some people went expecting, like, I don't know, a better show. We talked yesterday. Didn't know what to expect. Are they going to play for very long? Is it going to be a lot of new stuff? I kind of just want to see one song from each of these artists and then to go home early. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you got. But, man, it was a it was a while. It was, this, we're going to be talking about this one for a while. There was so much <laughs> to disseminate from this ridiculous show. One final thought. I'll leave it on a little okay. high, high note here. I did have the thought that at some point in Vanilla Ice's life, you remember when he would like turn himself into Fred Durst. He just covered himself in tattoos and got real attitude right? Oh, and tried yeah. to put out new metal music instead of like completely leave his parachute pants right. persona behind. At some point, he must have had an awakening and seen the value in that and thought, no, I'm going to go back on tour and be Vanilla Ice and sing Ice Ice Baby. Good and that must have been a nice day for him. Totally. To realize that, you know, everything you've done in your life, even though it sounds sometimes maybe sounds silly, had value and made some people happy. That's really nice, Paul. I don't know if it was like 79.50 happy, <laughs> which is what the highest t- price tickets cost, but happy. <laughs> so DJ Brian Boitano, uh, I gave a little review of the Back to the 90s show last night. Dylan and Jason were talking about Mike Devlin's review in the mm-hmm. newspaper, which was, um, I, well, I can't, it's like somewhere in between scathing and scorching. Pretty much, yeah. What that review was from uh, the usually very chill Mike Devlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you seem to be having a great old time next to me all night. My favorite part of the whole show was probably your dance moves and uh, how you seem to know more of the words than the artists on stage. <laughs> Um, you go ahead and uh, what was your review of this I show? I wonder if like <laughs> Devlin's comment about the audience just loving it regardless yeah. was mm-hmm. about me. Because if it's like, yeah, and, and I I say kudos to the people that were there. Yeah. You know, that, you know, they paid their money to go there, have a good time. And even though the show didn't really deliver as much it pro- as it probably should have mm-hmm. for the cost of that ticket, people seem to... You know, it was like, screw it. I'm having a great time anyway, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, and I uh, I even commented on one of Devlin's Facebook posts. I was like, you liken it to being stuck in an elevator with a friend. <laughs> and, you know, the bright side is you can play rock, paper, scissors the whole time. And have fun that way. You make your own fun. <laughs> you know? They weren't doing it for you. So yeah. You, make you make your own fun. Situational fun. The one piece of feedback that we did get a lot was that you should have been on stage. Oh, yeah. that's very Yeah, nice. there was a lot of that just being like, well, maybe Brian should have just been doing his set the whole time on stage. I, I did tell him because uh, so there was that issue with uh, Vanilla Ice, I guess, losing his passport or having a problem at SeaTac getting into Canada. Right. Yeah. And they weren't sure if they were going to have to move things or even like not open the doors at all. And I told them, I was like, Look, I got all my gear here. I was set up in the lobby playing. I was like, I got all my gear here. If you want me up there, just say the word. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Uh, I'll go up there. But well, it was it was fun. It was still also fun playing out in the lobby as people were coming in. Yeah. They, I was like right out the beer outside the beer lineup. Yeah. So people were dancing in the beer lineup, which is which was fun. No, nice. I was playing nineties music. So. I added to it a lot. Well, I just don't understand why like. DJ Capone, who was on stage, I only know that his name was that because it scrolled on the screen behind him constantly. And he stopped the music a couple times to let us know. Yeah, and to what follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Uh, but he couldn't get through the whole night 
uh, with just 90s music, which you think that at a show called Back to the 90s, they would be able to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, and I remember you did the Lighthouse Brewing uh, block party last week, which was five hours, and you did all 90s yeah. music the entire set. Yeah, that was a little... I, I, like, I guess kudos to him, though, because like, he was playing a lot longer than he... He originally thought, so maybe he just had a small 90s crate and didn't really expect that, like, this stuff was going to happen. Come on. But, <laughs> you know. Come on. Yeah. It's on the 90s. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had fun. I'm not, yeah, I'm not you jumping make your own it. fun. You make your own you fun. You make your own fun. And That's it wor- good. It works out today is the uh, throwback Thursday edition. Yeah, but I'm giving no, people a break no from the 90s. 90s. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I was like, and there's zero 90s music on yeah. here. Good. Let's leave this awful decade behind. <laughs> Also, I'm just learning about this today. There's a group of people called Camera, and they are uh, hoping that they can, I don't know, start a protest and make some uh, changes in Victoria to allow responsible drinking on beaches, which is uh, something that kind of already happens in Victoria. You know, people are always drinking on beaches in Victoria, though it is still illegal. Mm -hmm. It's not allowed. Um, What they want is like what Montreal does. So they are famous for uh, the picnic rule where you can have a drink as long as you have a meal to go with it in Mm -hmm. parks and beaches. Mm -hmm. So this weekend, they are having a calm protest and it's starting at 1 p.m. and it's in Saanich at Craigflower Park. And yeah, it's just a beach picnic protest they are just all about having a responsible drink nothing else it is just yeah a a family event you can bring lawn games and they just want everyone to have one symbolic beer it's not a celebration but just a a responsible protest i like that line in the uh, article that i just posted on the zone facebook too yeah how about it's like we're just we're not getting hammed up. No. Nope. Just getting one symbolic beer as a protest to it. Totally. I think that's really smart. I've been to Montreal and I've done that. I did the exact thing. And you don't need much of a picnic. I think we brought like a baguette to a park and, you know, it's like with a bottle of wine and a few beers. And we just had a nice chill time. And um, there's there's uh, some talking in the uh, article too. Uh, the director of the Canadian Institute for Substance Use Research and a professor at UVic saying that uh, there is a strong connection between alcohol use and violence in public places. Yeah. He says it's a major risk factor, especially when you get large groups of young people under the influence. Mm-hmm. And that's and, why those rules went in effect to begin with, right? It was public safety and that they didn't want people to, you know, be getting rowdy in public. But I don't know. I uh, I agree. When you have yourself a little picnic, you can't let... I think that, that type of thing, mm-hmm. violence, people getting so boozed up at the beach and then, what, throwing fisticuffs down? Yeah. That would happen so rarely. Mm-hmm. So rarely that... Yeah, it ruins it for the rest of us. Why do we have to be like that and mm-hmm. and just be afraid of the worst possible thing to let the rest of us not be able to just enjoy a little, you know, beer on the beach or a couple of ciders or whatever. Yeah, responsibly. Responsibly while we're enjoying the beach. And I think those sort of people are doing that anyway. Whether you can or you can't drink in public, those sort of people who cause violence and things like that, they're going to do it either way. Yeah. Yeah. So It's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I, how does it work in Montreal? Is that a good thing? Is it working out for them? Oh, yeah. Is this something you'd like to see in Victoria? The, Are you for this? It's the greatest in Montreal, let me yeah? tell you. Yes. Everyone's in the park. Everyone's outside enjoying the day. It's yeah. lovely. It's so nice. Hmm. So that's obviously me yelling about it. But because there's always some people, whether or not it's 
you know, that type of thing. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to lead to violence. Some people think, like, look at, can we have one place that without a bunch of booze around? Yeah, true. Yeah. And mind your own business. How about that? Well, it looks as though the smoke over Victoria is finally starting to dissipate and blow away. But we all are very well aware that that smoke will return on October 17th. It's going to be a much different kind of smoke, though. Mark your calendars. Okay, so this morning you maybe heard uh, Dylan and Jason were talking about this ridiculous uh, plan down in the States to everyone to turn on your fans and point them towards Canada, and that will blow all the smoke back this way. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this uh, Facebook page that I've come across. Oh, I think we're talking about the same one. Yeah? You think you know it? Uh, This one's called Throw Rocks at the Smoke to Make It Go Away. (laughs) It's amazing. Someone posted a picture of The Rock. Yeah. And they they had a video of it. What, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah, so there was a photo, Mm -hmm. and they crumpled it up and threw it into the air, and they're like, I've done my part. (laughs) Uh, That's really good. There's one of that, like, evolving brain thing, right? So it's like run from smoke, evolve to breathe smoke, fight smoke with smoke. Highest one where like you're a god commanding the cosmos, throw rocks at smoke. Mm. Yeah. It's all throw rocks at smoke. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. Premier John Horgan says the province has to prepare for future wildfire seasons differently because this could be the new normal. Horgan spoke to reporters in Prince George this morning. Uh, 13 months in uh, in office and we've had two states of emergency. That's unprecedented and that speaks to the change, uh, the changing environment that we live in and the, the ravages of climate change that we need to uh, prepare for year after year. There are 565 wildfires burning across BC right now. I have all the, you know, obviously I don't want to minimize this because mm-hmm. just I get how dangerous it is, how bad it is for the environment. I read today too that they're studying uh, not just what this is doing for our air, but as well as our water ecosystems. Oh, yeah. So like, I know this is devastating to our province and to, you know, it's like all of North America's ecosystem, all down the West Coast and into California and where all those fires are too. But mm-hmm. can I just say as well that as... As you know, I am, Jen, mm-hmm. a guy who lives for the summertime that I already feel is short enough in this part of the world that, you know, it's like, now you just shave off a whole other month because it's mm-hmm. just been hazy. My whole time off, I was just like, I want to go to a swimming hole and I guess it's warm enough, but I'm getting no sun. And yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That yeah, you is really notice how much it affects just your personal life too. Yeah. yeah. Everything for sure. And a couple of big dominoes falling in U.S. politics today. President Donald Trump's formal personal attorney, Michael Cohen, has pleaded guilty to federal charges, including campaign contribution violations, uh, tax evasion, and making a false statement to a financial institution. And former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort has has been found guilty of eight charges in his financial fraud trial. A mistrial has been declared for the other 10 charges against him. Now, this is a, a kind of a fascinating story if you're into American politics, but what I find hits a little closer to home mm-hmm. is the way that it's being presented in a couple of uh, major American news outlets. Oh. And I think that this is really important for us to know about as well as how your news is delivered to you and in the way that it's kind of spun and in the way that it is really done in that way to manipulate how you feel about things to, um, you know, it's like a vote along certain lines, right? Well, yeah. Kind of reinforce your own biases politically um, the way that uh, you already kind of feel in this like increasingly more divisive political spectrum that we live in. I think we're all, yeah, guilty of that. Right? Very we, much it's so. very yeah. important to be, be, really, be really aware of this. So the first time I saw this story today was on CNN. 
CNBC, which leans left. Mm. And their headline was, catastrophic day for Trump. Mm. Right? Ex-campaign boss, former lawyer, are, are both felons. Oh, wow. Okay. He's like, not, yeah. That's very strong language. Yeah. That wanting to reinforce, because everyone who sees that hopefully already hates Trump and is just like, oh, yeah, good. Nah, they're felons. All right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. So I, it made me think of that. I'm like, that's very strong language and very leading. Went and dialed in. I was like, what's Fox News up to? Because they're very right-leaning. Mm-hmm. Their top story on their website is how an illegal immigrant is now a murder suspect in the killing of a 24 or a, or a girl who's a student whose body was found in a cornfield. Was there nothing about If to scroll that? down, you, oh, okay. their top story is murder suspect caught illegal immigrant, 24 illegal immigrant. Yeah. Okay, scroll down and you'll find out about the two Trump guys. Okay. Okay, perfect example of here are these two media outlets that are leading you to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. again, reinforce your own political biases and it's so important here in Canada, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Very we, guilty of that. We see it here, too, is to, like, try and, when you're getting news and information, really discern it in your own brain, break it down, try and sift through, find the facts. What are the facts? What exactly. is really going on here? Not just be led by these these media giants who are, like, just, ah, just doing such a disservice. Mm-hmm. Quebec Conservative MP Maxime Bernier announced in Ottawa today that he is leaving the party and starting his own. Taking a shot at his old boss, he says leader Andrew Scheer is too afraid of being attacked by people on the left and in the media to make good conservative policies. Bernier says the party leader Andrew Scheer has abandoned conservative supporters out of fear of criticism from the left and the media. The Conservative Party has abandoned conservative, it does not represent them anymore. And it has nothing of substance to offer Canadians looking for a political alternative. This is fascinating. And I wonder how, because, uh, you know, it could be in this next federal election, a pretty slam dunk for conservatives who are going to be unfortunately galvanized on uh, issues mostly of immigration. Okay. Maxime Bernier, this is one of the things he's been tweeting about recently. And one of the things that he's like most kind of hard lined about is immigrants. Mm. And so I wonder if that is going to kind of split the conservative vote um, kind of between more and less extreme positions. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Be be uh interesting uh, election, that's for sure. Or if he's just going to be like, you know, it's like a crazy old coot party that doesn't <laughs> yeah, get any votes. No votes at all. No votes, I don't know. Who don't knows? Know. Yeah. Cool to see out. Torrential downpours from Hurricane Lane are soaking Hawaii's big island. The U.S. National Weather Service says the hurricane was not projected to make a direct hit on the islands, but officials warn that even a lesser blow could do significant harm like flash floods and landslides. Mm, I was watching uh, these pictures taken from the International Space Station of the hurricane. Oh, yeah. It's very beautiful and looks quite calm from space, obviously, but just like the size of it is incredible. Huge. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays there had a great day today. Beat the Orioles 6-0. Swept that series. Yeah. Um, last night they had a good game as well. And uh, yeah, it was 8-2. to two. And my favorite thing of it was <laughs> Billy McKinney. He had his first uh, Major League Baseball home run. Oh, whoa. So I can imagine that was a cause deal. for much celebration. So exciting, right? Yes. You come and you're like, I finally did it. This is awesome. <laughs> Hits home plate, goes into the dugout, and doesn't get any high fives. 
they do this they do this thing and it's just called like the silent treatment and yeah if you get a your first home run in major league baseball they just don't high five you and it just makes for the most awkward and wonderful videos and highlights which i just love so much like it has been on repeat all day and i've just been laughing to myself of course afterwards once he goes through everyone just putting his hands up and not getting any high fives they all jump on him and are excited for him but what a great tradition. That's hilarious. Yeah. Is that just the Jays that do that or is that every team? I don't know, team? actually. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Whichever. I just found out about it today and looking into this. I'm like, this is great. That's so good. It's fantastic. I love that. Oh, so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's uh, find that and we'll put the video up on maybe on the Zone Facebook because I'd like to see it as well. That's yeah. really funny. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.